ready. All right, hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan, Director of Marketing at uh, Sport Clips, and I've got a, I was I want to say, uh, it's going to pack a punch, this, uh, this podcast today for a number of reasons, and for those of you that have been following us on social media lately and have seen the shenanigans we've been up to in the Omaha area, uh, you might be familiar with our guest today. Uh, because she is one of the, I was going to say rising star, but you've already won that award, uh, one of the brightest stars in the Sport Clips universe. And so very pleased to have her on the podcast today. So we're going to get into some behind-the-scenes stuff and talk about uh, some of the fun that we've had, uh, specifically the last couple days out here in Omaha. But uh, I want her to introduce herself, and then we'll get into a little bit about her story. So young lady... Um, give me your, how about you give me your name, your, uh, store number, and I don't know, rattle off some of the awards that you won at this here's huddle for me. So I am Hilda Mae Cruz. I'm the manager of IA601 and at the huddle, we won the overall rising star award. Mm -hmm. We won rising star net sales. We got rising star runner-up paid back bar. We got rising star runner-up take home per client. And we won chairman's gold being two years open. Well, that's awesome. First of all, <clears throat> that, that you said the, all the we's that were won. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you mentioned the award that uh, specifically is uh, the one I flew all the way to Omaha, Nebraska to celebrate with you. And that is you were named manager of the year. Um, along with Christina Miller from TX118, but Manager of the Year, IA601, and you guys have been open a whopping how many years? Two years. Two years. So in two years, you have taken that store to, uh, uh, I, I really think it's a level unseen in all of Sport Clipsdom. Is that a word, Sport Clipsdom? <laughs> the kingdom of Sport Clips? Uh, no one has done, to my knowledge, and I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, I don't think anybody's done what you have done. So we want today, this is what we want to do. We kind of want to unpack. I don't think it needs to be a secret what you've done. Um, I want to find out the keys to your success, what has uh, made your store so great. I've met your team. I know that's a big part of it. Uh, I've met some of your mentors, and so we'll talk about Tessa and some of those others. Uh, so I, I know there's a, a lot of great factors, but I kind of want to uncover today if we can, some of the things other stores around the country can do to not just stumble upon success, but to aim for it and hit it. So that's, are we cool if that's what we do today? Yeah. Um, so you, uh, in, uh, for those, I, uh, why don't you wave at the camera there? Hi, everybody. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, you might see over my uh, left shoulder is, it might actually, now that I say it, it looks a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> there's a kangaroo head. Uh, on a broomstick and, and um, yeah I guess I didn't think that through but at any rate uh, we, we call <clears throat> Hilda May we call her the kangaroo and uh, at Huddle when she was announced as the winner uh, for manager of the year in fact I just watched the rewatch the video this morning uh, she it was it was like uh, a scene from I don't know the Oscars or when somebody wins and they weren't expecting to win. They were hoping, but they really weren't sure. Uh, and they, she, 
like the Oscar, she lost her mind and began jumping and saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. She tried to grab everybody at the table to take her up on, sta- <laughs> uh, on stage with her, uh, but she jumped literally uh, five, ten feet in the air and just she would not stop. She was a, a bundle of energy. So we nicknamed her the Kangaroo, uh, and her name is Hilda May Cruz. So Hilda May Kanga Cruz is what we've come up with. So the celebration that we did at the store, first of all, uh, we had left some clues that we, we were going to have some sort of themed, obviously had Krispy Kreme donuts that we brought. Uh, who, who at your store guessed that there was going to be some kind of kangaroo costume flair? Honestly, it was not at my store. It was um, Angie Roberts, my team leader. Oh, okay. She was like, did you get the clues? And I was like, I heard donuts. Mm-hmm. And she was like, enjoy and mm-hmm. Joey. And mm-hmm. I was like, I looked at my husband and, I honestly did not even know who Joey the Kangaroo was. Oh, I goodness. am not going okay. to lie. All right, all right. Well, you're uh, you're a millennial, so you know. I'm not, not going knowing, to lie. Not knowing that Joey is the name of the baby kangaroo, uh, especially from Winnie the Pooh. But um, so okay, well, so there was a little element, hopefully, of surprise when the kangaroo <clears throat> came hopping into your store. Um, and we brought you guys, yeah, we did bring Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, little baby Joey's kangaroos for every team member. Did everybody get one? They did. Okay. Those right. were adorable. Okay. Uh, and then you, uh, whether you wanted to or not, we gave you a kangaroo costume to change into. So thank you for doing that. And then you proceeded to uh, give me an MVP haircut as a kangaroo. So, uh, so, uh, Great photo shoot yesterday. It was a ton of fun. Tell me about when when I left. Uh, what was the aftermath? Was everybody just kind of like this guy is out of his mind, or what? What were you guys? What were you guys going? What was going through your guys' mind? Honestly, everyone was just super excited and happy. They were like, "This this morning was so cool. It mm. was such a fun morning." And I think maybe other people would think it'd be crazy, mm-hmm. but. I am definitely the extra one out of my team. Yeah. So they were just like, we would be surprised, but we're not because it's you. Yeah. And Chad is just as extra you, <laughs> as well, you. You're so extra. I walk in, you have uh, hashtag scissor pose balloons. There were gra- graffiti that got all over the cash rate, the kiosk. I mean, there was graffiti everywhere. Not graffiti. Confetti. 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 That would have been something. Graffiti. That's the next next time I come. Let's make sure you No, Dan and Angie Roberts would kill us. Um, so you had confetti everywhere. Uh, scissor pose uh, t-shirt that I don't even know how you guys, who drew that that so. that hand? That There's a, um, you know, I'll put this on the podcast the page. But what, there's a scissor pose t-shirt. Tell me about it. So my assistant manager, Megan, uh-huh. she is the creative one out of the team. Mm-hmm. So I come up with the ideas, but I'm not creative. So she is the one that when it comes to all of our contest boards, everything that has any sort of creativity, she does it. And she's amazing at it. And I was like, I have this idea. I really want to do it. Is it possible? Can you actually get the scissor pose mm-hmm hand can you do that and she was like i'm pretty sure i can do it and she did and it was perfect i was like oh my gosh this is literally perfect it looks just it like was, his hand going up to the, the scissor pose great. it was it was so, so so unexpected total credit to her for making it happen it was really cool and for those that don't know the scissor pose is uh, the the sport clips official 
when we take pictures uh, at a store visit or hanging out or at a convention or anything, you know, there's rock, paper, scissors, Rochambeau. Uh, and so we throw the scissors pose for sport clips. So that's our official hashtag scissor pose that we do. So we, we had a great time. And r- seriously, the reason I, I, I live in California, but the reason I flew out to Omaha was to see you. Um, not just for this podcast, but to see your store. Uh, I had to get to you know the root of exactly what makes you guys so special. I was thinking maybe it's a maybe they're you know there's some locations that they're in the perfect shopping center or they're just right and it just happens to be they're they're almost lucky in that way where they're placed perfectly and you you definitely have a great location, but man when I walked in your team the the energy it wasn't just me visiting it was the energy of your team I, I think every single one was super friendly. Um, they, I mean, they came, most of them weren't even working. I mean, there, you didn't have 14 people. I, maybe you do have 14 people scheduled on that. I don't know. Okay. Um, nope. <laughs> I don't think you had that many stations, but, uh, they came in early. I mean, we came at eight thirty, eight forty-five, and they were there. So tell me a little bit about your team and what makes them click so well. So what makes them click? I would say just how much they all care about each other. Mm-hmm. I feel that everyone truly not only being co-workers but friends that's what makes them click everyone cares you say about friends i mean what do you, do you guys do stuff outside of normal work hours and what, what's going on what we do, do we do a lot of team outings um we celebrate all of our achievements a lot and i think it's getting outside of the store and actually hanging out without the uniforms without the the haircuts without our tools and just bonding just mm-hmm. bonding. Everyone just really cares about each other and everyone appreciates each other. I love that not only do I try my best to make sure that they know that I appreciate them, they do the same thing with me and with each other. Mm-hmm. And they just, we all joke around, we laugh, um, we have funny insults for each other and stuff too. I think it's just how much everyone cares about each other and how friendly everyone is with each other that makes it so special and I think that has a lot to do with the culture and my store Mm -hmm. from the very beginning when I was thinking about how I wanted to be as a manager I thought about how do I want my store to be and the number one important thing to me was being in a really good work environment where everyone loves working and I think that I was able to do that by focusing on caring about each of them individually and in return each of them care about each other individually mm-hmm. and it just makes works it just makes it fun well, so you care about them individually can you let me know how how does that uh, how, what does that look like when you I mean do you do special things do you know your girl they're all girls mm-hmm. all, all ladies do you know them so well that you you have different things set up for each of them is it kind of a a cookie cutter, one size fits all. You do the same thing for all. You don't want to play favorites. Or what, what, give me what, what you and you say care in, individually for each one. Which so one I meet with all of my girls often, and mm-hmm. when I meet with them, it's not it's every week, every other week, just depending on my schedule and their schedule. And I ask about them, not just how they're doing at work or talk about their numbers, but about their life. Um, you know, how is everything going outside of your life? And is there any goals that you have personally? And I get to know a lot about them just on having a conversation with them, even if it's something that I didn't ask. But every time there is a special um, anniversary or a birthday or just 
buy someone buying a car when it comes to those kind of things I celebrate them all individually I don't just get a cake for everyone I get something personalized that means something to a, a certain stylist or something that I know that they've talked about that they need or when it comes to caring about them I think about what what would they need what would they want what would they like mm-hmm. like for example one of my girls I'm not going to mention their name they have never had a purse okay ever but a nice purse mm-hmm. and I was thinking it was it was her I, w- I didn't get this for her birthday I actually got this for her just because I wanted is one of my assistant managers I wanted yeah. to show her that I appreciate her and I thought what would she like mm-hmm. you know what would be something that she would just be really excited about and I thought you know what I she doesn't have a purse and so I went and I got that for her. And when she saw it, she was like, oh my gosh, this is my mm-hmm. first real nice purse. Wow. <laughs> and it wasn't about being materialistic and getting her a purse. It's just, it was about something that I think she would appreciate and yeah. something that I think she would use and that she would be excited about. Mm-hmm. So that's what. It's, it's heartfelt. I mean, you touched her heart. And, and so this is such a key that we're finding, you use that word culture, by the way, my favorite word, right? It's mine too. Uh, but that's such a key to retention, you know, that you you know your, your team so well, you care about them, not just, I don't want to say nine to five because you guys work more than nine to five, but not just at work, but outside and you know her so well. And like, whether she was an assistant manager or another team member, uh, I highly doubt she's ever going to go, you know what, I can go find a better place to work. I, I need to go spread my wings. She's super loyal to you, and that's not why you did it. You, she's loyal because you guys have genuine care and affection. for. Did you hire uh, anybody come from you? What, what store were you at before? Uh, I was in Papillion, any 104. Any so did you went? So this store is two years old, and you, you did the GO, you did the grand opening. Um, you hired team members right did you bring anybody with you from any 104 not from any 104 but I did have um, both of my assistant managers actually came from different stores Mm -hmm. Um, so both of my assistant managers um, opened that store with me Uh, so talk to me about about that really quickly Uh, was it a challenge because they had been under a different manager and now you you're a rookie deer in headlights kangaroo in headlights uh, a little bit that that first couple months uh, did you find that uh, it was kind of tough transition for them having to adjust to your style or how did you navigate that? So I remember our first day of training and we had a pep rally. That's mm-hmm. how we started yep. it. And um, I had already kind of talked to them over the phone and um, text messaging. And we had a dinner, kind of a welcome dinner for everyone on the team. But our first pep rally, I went over kind of my vision for the store with them and uh, Tessa, my operations manager too, which she actually was brought into my team after transferring over from uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I met her and right off the bat, we just, we clicked. And it was, you know, this is what I have in mind. And she's like, that's that's what I have in Mm -hmm. mind. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. So between me and her taking charge of that pep rally and letting everyone know, our vision, what we thought, and you know, what, when I say our vision is, you know, we get to start this store how we want it from day one. So we need to make sure that we make 
how we begin this store extremely important. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to follow the sport club system. We want to follow the five point play. We want to make the best out of every client. We want, we want to just, just have a really, really strong start. And both of them were actually like, I'm, I'm actually really excited. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah, they're like, that's what we want. And I don't think that they thought that's what they wanted because in the past, I mean, being in a store that's been open for a while, sometimes you can kind of lose, Yeah. you know, you can kind of lose the, how would I say it? You you just lose the hunger, the, the intensity, hunger, yeah. the motivation, the, the five-point play, yeah. the edge. So I think they were both just so excited to see how excited I was and how excited Tessa was. And to see the vision that we had and they were just completely on board. They were like that this this just seems really cool. Like I'm so excited to be part of this team. And ever since then they've been on board and they haven't lost that motivation and that drive. So it actually wasn't a challenge at all. Mm-hmm. It was very just very exciting. How many team members uh, have you let's see. You have 14, 15, 16 team members at your store? 15. Something like that. 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how many of them have been with you kind of ride or die the entire two years? So the entire two years, well, Tessa for sure, mm-hmm. Megan, Hallie, Chanel opened with me too. Mm-hmm. So Chanel. So that first grand opening week, I would say, yeah, it was them four. And then I hired the next month and I still have girls that were with me a month after we opened. Um, Wow. So quite, yeah. And everybody listening, all the managers out there are going, what, how, how is that possible? I mean, just because that's so rare that you have the team, most of the team that you started with now two years later. Um, So you, you uh, have not just success here, uh, you are finishing, give me uh, your bachelor. Is that what you, is that what you're doing? Give me a little bit about what you, you, you are a high achiever and a high performer. So, uh, you don't just, uh, work in the store, but you are, you're working on an education as well. So tell me a little bit about that. So I autom- I got my license in high school. Uh-huh. So I got my cosmetology license, um, senior year. I, took my state in Texas in Texas I'm from Dallas yep so in Texas I um, started cutting when I was 17 actually so um, I was working at a full service salon and I was also going to school just because it's always been one of my goals to finish school and get Mm -hmm. my degree obviously I have so many opportunities here in America since I'm from Cuba Mm -hmm. and I want to take advantage of all of them so I have it has taken me a lot longer than I expected just because I've taken some breaks so when I was working at the full service salon my husband joined the Air Force and he was stationed over here in Omaha Mm -hmm. and that salon wasn't um, as flexible with my schedule as I was hoping so I um, took a break and I ended up let me see I'm trying to think this was a long kind of a long time ago so I took a break and I focused more on school. I wasn't cutting hair and I was working for an insurance company and that was totally not me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I bet. that was totally not me. So I kind of focused on school and focused on that job and I was happy with, um, you know, moving along in school, but I felt like I, I missed my 
career cutting hair. Mm-hmm. So I took a break from cutting hair and I focused on just school. Once I got married and I moved here to Omaha, I decided to apply at Sport Clips because one of my friends was like, hey, this is a really cool place. Um, he gets his hair. He used to get his hair cut there. Oh, so it wasn't a stylist who recommended no, Sport No, it was Clips. actually a client. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a really good friend of ours that lived in Papillion. And he said, hey, this is a really cool place. Well, I got you... a great idea for recruiting. <laughs> Just keep giving killer haircuts to clients who are happy. And then when they find out someone's a stylist, they'll recommend them to come work for Sport Clips. Yep. That's amazing. Okay. So I started working for Sport Clips, and I was still going to school. And um, I took a break when I was in the process of moving here and planning a wedding. I took about um, I, took, I took a semester off. Mm-hmm. Once I moved here, I finally started working um, at Sport Clips, and I was still going to school. And I was moving farther along, actually, in school this time. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be done next year. So then everything's going great, and... Then the Roberts encouraged me to apply to be a manager. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, I really don't want to take a break from school. But I don't know how I'm going to be able to open a new store. And, you know, I had no idea what all it was going to take to open a new store. But I knew it was going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. So I took a break again. I took about a one-year break. Um, It was the first year that we were open. And I'm... Glad we did. I was going to say, in hindsight, <laughs> I'm glad aren't, I did. aren't you thankful that you did take that break? I am very thankful okay. that I took the break. Um, and whenever I was offered the position, the Roberts told me, we want you to know that we don't want you to stop going to school. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to encourage you to finish your degree. So then once I finally felt like my store was great and smooth and, you know, it didn't need me as much as it needed me that first um, six months or so, I finally told myself, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to school. And it's it was really hard because many people would know that once you stop going to school, it's so hard to yeah, go back. Right. It, oh, my goodness. It's, I can only it's imagine. It's so hard to go back. So finally, I was like, you know what? I have come so far. I can't not get my degree. Mm-hmm. It's always been one of my goals. And I would beat myself up over it in the future if I yeah. don't finish. If you were this close. Yeah, I'm like, I'm this close, and I've already spent a lot of money, uh-huh. so I got to go back and finish. So that this past semester was actually my first semester going back full-time, and it was one of the hardest semesters that I have had, mm. but because now I'm a senior, so it's right. up all upper-level courses, um, but I am finally getting to the very, very close to the finish yeah. line. So in December, I do graduate with my bachelor's. Amazing. And um, I'm getting my degree in organizational communication and mm-hmm. leadership, mm-hmm. so communication studies. And I'm just, I'm super excited that I did not stop. You yeah. know, I'm excited that I kept going and that some way, somehow, I'm still able to manage um, my store and my team without them feeling like I'm not, putting my attention towards them because I'm going to school. You know, it's hard, but I love that I'm able to balance both and still let the team know that I'm there for them. And they're so extremely supporting. They are just awesome. You know, some some team or some people can say, well, you know, she focuses so much on this or she's putting so much of her time on that. But they are also supporting. I bet you when I do graduate, they're probably all going to be there. Oh, yes. <laughs> and there won't be a dry tear, a, a dry <laughs> eye in the uh, auditorium when that happens. I, I know it's like, you know, your, your store is like a family and uh, you're all sisters and, you know, aunties or whatever. Um, 
And so what I what I hope as you're talking, by the way, I can tell you're a communications major because you're flowing very well. Am uh, I? Yes, <laughs> it doesn't yes. Feel you're, like you're it. doing amazing. Uh, but I hope other managers or stylists that are listening to this episode are going. You know, that's what's missing in our store. If if it is missing, you know, maybe that's the missing key. Maybe that's the missing element. And they're beginning to put the dots together that if they're not seeing the success that you guys have seen. Which, again, I'm hoping is replicatable. I, I hope others can duplicate it. And it doesn't need to be, you know, a one in a million shot here. This isn't the lottery that you won. You actually went out and worked it. This is not luck for you guys to have. I mean, when you said all the awards at the beginning and we, we, it wasn't, you never said I. So I had to do that one. But the, the manager, even manager of the year, none of that is luck. Nothing fell into your lap. And I think it just over the course of the last five minutes of you describing how you you're going to school and you do, and you didn't want to give up on your dream and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, December is going to be huge. So and is uh, Manuel? Yeah, my uh, husband's actually graduating okay. with me too. We so both have you guys been December. like cheering? Has it been a competition or are you been cheering <laughs> each other on? How does that work? Because he's in the home stretch too. So <laughs> it, I don't think it's been a competition. It's just been a lot of just pushing each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't want to, I actually, to be honest, I didn't want to go into the semester full time. And I told my husband when I was looking at my degree plan and looking at each class description, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds really hard. And this sounds really hard mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. And I actually almost dropped one of my classes, um, but I needed it to graduate. And okay. I was like, if I drop this class. Oh, wait, you were going to drop it because it looked hard or yes, because you got because, it? Okay. Because it, with all of the other classes I was yeah. taking, I thought it was going to be too much. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here and I was like, mm -mm, I think I'm going to have to drop this. He's like, you haven't even started the uh -huh. class. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, but if you read it, it uh -huh. just, it seems intimidating. Really, it was so intimidating. Yeah. And he was like, no, you're going to take your classes. And if you feel like you are overwhelmed, I understand, but mm -hmm. you haven't even started it. Wow. So, you know, it was kind of just That's a little bit of that. And yeah. I did the same thing with him. He was taking mm -hmm. business law and he was like, this oh. class is kicking my butt. Yeah. I think I'm going to drop it. And I was like, what are you going to do if you drop it? Take mm -hmm. it next semester. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, you're taking it now. Yep. So you might as well just keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just need a C, which he actually got a better C's grade. But degrees. Exactly. Uh -huh. Story of my life. So we just both motivate each other. Um, I think we're just both excited to be able to say that we were able to do it together. I, I love that. And what a great life lesson for both of you. You uh, not giving up just because something looks challenging. Uh, and then him not quitting even when it feels like that's the easier option. And then obviously for you guys to be there for each other. So that's, that's, uh, that's tremendous. I, you, you, I don't want to get away from something you had mentioned that you grew up, uh, you were born in Cuba, uh, uh, and you came to the U.S. when? So when I was six, my dad won the U.S. Visa Lottery. Speaking of lotteries. Yeah, right? speaking of lotteries. So it's basically like the Mega Millions. Uh -huh. um, they have it in a lot of communist countries. So how it's completely yeah, how, random. I don't, I don't know anything about this. So describe, <laughs> what is that? So the U.S. Visa Lottery, they actually still have it. It's changed in some ways, but it's you basically fill out an application and you put your name in, some of your information. That's what my dad did. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what he did. And you, they basically go through a process of selection, and it's random. So once you do get selected, you have to go through a lot of processes to actually be able to leave the country. Mm -hmm. But my dad, he is actually, he 
he's very I wouldn't say well he's lucky in that sense yes yeah. I will say that he's lucky because he won the lottery but he just has a really good I don't even know what word to describe yeah. it but he's just a very good person and he he tends to run into luck a lot um, even after the U.S. You make visa your own lottery, luck, right? That's what they say. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, my dad won the U.S. visa lottery. So my mom, my dad, and my grandma all got to come. So who? How, what? Do you get a, a limit of the people, or does all your kids? Like, if you had six kids, could they all? How does that so work? So it's everyone in your immediate family. Okay. Everyone in your immediate family. So my dad, my mom, and my grandma all moved to Texas when I was six, and we moved to Texas to Dallas because we had um, family there. Mm -hmm. I had- Not because of the Cowboys? Come on. (laughs) Go Cowboys! But that wasn't why. I wasn't a Cowboys fan yet. Um, So we moved to Texas when I was six, and we uh, moved in with my uncle because obviously we were from Cuba, Mm -hmm. and in Cuba you don't have a lot of money. No kidding. So we basically... What, what, is your, what was your dad's occupation? Um, so over there, he... I mean, in Cuba, you do a lot of things to yeah. make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made pizza. He... What else did my dad do in Cuba? He worked for my grandpa, and they worked actually at a cigar factory. So oh, if you, hello. Yep. So he worked at a cigar okay. factory. <laughs> That's what he was doing then. And then when we came to the United States, we moved in with my uncle. So there was a lot of us in a small apartment. Mm -hmm. And little by little, my dad, um, he started a minimum wage job as a cook. And he just worked his way up. So we went from that apartment. We finally, six months later, we had our own apartment. It was a one-bedroom apartment. Then we had a two-bedroom apartment. And then my dad bought a house. Wow. And, yeah, so you can say... Really feels American like the American dream. dream. Oh, for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. So. And are your parents still around? Yeah, they okay. are. They're in Dallas. Yep. Okay. No, that's mm-hmm. that's tremendous. Uh, so what was their reaction when you FaceTimed them or called them from Huddle saying that you'd won manager of the year? My my dad and my mom were, they are like, we knew it. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I didn't know it. They <laughs> said, well, they were saying know. we knew you were going to win awards. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I had a feeling we were going to be very close to winning the rising star i you know i had a feeling we were going to get what what are all these so for people that aren't affiliated with sport clips the rising star means what so the right so i'll actually go back to not this past huddle but the previous huddle Mm -hmm. um which so that huddle we were shooting to get the shooting star so the shooting star award is basically when you are a brand new store that's opened. Um, every store that opened around the same time that your store opened gets to qualify for these awards. Mm-hmm. Basically, being the best new store. Yeah. Um, and last that previous year, we got runner-up shooting star. And I was like, well, you know what? Next year, we're gonna win the rising star. And this is, you know, I think this is what we need to do. And you know, if we work together, and if we and why? What do you mean? That was general. This is what we need to do. Okay, so more this specific? is yes. Okay. So <laughs> the five point play obviously is mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. making the best out of every client, just being passionate, being motivated, and I think what helped us is my girls don't only focus on their individual goals as far as their numbers. They focus on our store's goal. So you can ask them, you know, what's your goal individually? Okay, what is your store's goal? And I feel like a lot of stores, kind of from what I have seen, their teams are not that they don't know, but their teams are focused more on themselves and them individually, and that's completely fine. 
But when you're focused on your store's goals as a whole and you all know what you're shooting for and you know what the rising star is and you know what the shooting star is and when you know what the Logan Trophy is, mm -hmm. everyone's going to be so much more motivated mm -hmm. to get there. And whenever I was at the huddle and I won the rising star, each of them knew exactly what that meant. Each of them knew what the award was, what we all did to get there. And like I said, it was making the best out of every client, everyone knowing what the goal was. We made a big board that said Rising Star. We made a goal with I, like our... I, I want to say uh, back, back bar. How are you guys? Paid back yeah, bar? Yeah. Very good. Okay. So How? How are you good? <laughs> Um, we average. You're lucky. <laughs> Let me guess. You're just oh, lucky. You, so won, you lucky. won the paid back bar And you know lottery. what's funny is that everyone, a lot of people that think about that I've kind of heard, you know, about our store, how does Council Bluffs do this? Or, you know, like, how do they do that? Like, oh, they're so lucky. Oh, Hilda me so lucky. Mm -hmm. And it brings me back to, you know, you talking about luck. It really mm -hmm. isn't about luck. People are not just coming in the door and they're just like, I'm going to do this, this right. and that. And yeah, you know. I'm going to pay all this money. I want the MVP <laughs> and I want product. And, that's you know, right. I need you know, it. that's not what it, what it's about. And it's not about luck. Each of my girls are not lucky and my store's not lucky. Each of them work so hard on just making the best out of every client. And when I say that is they want to shampoo the clients, mm -hmm. you know, for them, for those clients to have that good experience. They want to educate them on product because they want the clients to know what they should be using and what makes their hair look as good as it does. Or when they bring in a picture, like, oh, I have exactly what you need to have your haircut look like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're passionate about their jobs, their haircuts, their education, when it comes to educating them on products, when it, can, it comes to doing back bar and upselling, not only for the ben their own benefits, but for the benefits of the client because they truly have the absolute best experience mm -hmm. and that's obviously going to have them come back I, I i hear frustration from managers sometime about well they they don't sell enough retail and you, it there's it's a it's a struggle with paid back bar or getting their uh clients to know about online check-in or any any of those sorts of things uh so what what advice would you give managers that and they're not they're not complaining but they're frustrated at the lack of growth they've seen in some of these key areas. I would tell them to start with why. Mm -hmm. um, I actually read that book the with why, oh, W-H-Y. Oh, okay. okay. Start with why. Poor K, right? Poor K, yes, yeah. okay. you're right, right. why. Okay. Um, I would tell them to start with why. Um, and I didn't think about, I've read Start With Why by Simon Sinek, the book. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about this before I read the book. That's just what I did. Anytime that I would tell my girls about something, I told them the reason of why we should do it. I'm like, hey, I have you know this idea and this is why I think we should do it. This is why I think it's gonna be successful. So when I talk to my girls and when I coach them and when I coach them on retail, when I coach them on back bar, um, I start with why. I tell them, you know, if you actually show the clients what you use, if you tell them how much they need to use and if you show them how to, how to do it they're going to want to buy it because you showed them and you took that time to work with them individually mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and whenever my girls offer the mvp and the client says no i'm like hey why don't you let the clients know why the mvp is so good why it's so awesome why it's good to get a shampoo you know why they should buy into this experience and I think that them letting their clients know why, hey, did you want to do the MVP today? It's our signature service. It's awesome. You're going to love it. 
or if they say no to the MVP, my girls don't stop there. Mm-hmm. If they say they oh, don't I know. want the I know. I was there. Yes. Uh, I had, <laughs> I had say, to get, I wasn't going to leave. They don't take no for an answer. Uh-huh. And they, you know, they don't stop there. If they say they don't want the MVP, okay, well, we have an awesome shampoo, mm-hmm. uh, just a wash. If you want to get that hair off, if you want to double check it and make sure your hair is nice and clean and we'll even style it afterwards. So they let the clients. And it doesn't sound know. rude or it doesn't sound like you're hustling when you do it. I mean, it, it sounds very natural. Like it's in the clients, but why best interest? Like, why wouldn't I want? Yeah, I, I guess exactly. I need that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of coach them on why we do what we do. And they kind they coach the clients on why they should buy into what we do. So that's kind of how I look at it is just if you let them know the reason of why we do what we do or why you're encouraging them to sell more retailer to know the product, they they buy into it and it's not you know it's not that you're manipulating them to think in a certain way Mm -hmm. it's you know in my opinion if i tell someone to do something i'm not telling them to do something for my own benefit i'm telling them so that they know what's in it for them Mm -hmm. you know what's in it for you what's in it for your client what's in it for our store for all of us overall and i yeah so i would just encourage them to start with why to sit sit down and think about what you want the outcome to be, what you want the outcome to be with your team member when you're trying to encourage them out of your frustration. I'm, I'm not crazy, right? It, it It's to the manager's benefit to have all the team members do all that stuff, right? Isn't it, it a reward to you as well? I mean, it, not just to, like you feel good, but it actually helps it you is. make yeah. ends meet even better. Yeah, right? it does. And um, at the beginning when I became a manager, I thought, okay, you know, why do I want to do this? And I remember at my interview, you know, the Roberts, obviously one of the questions they ask is, why do you want to be a manager? Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had absolutely no managerial experience. I didn't even know how to do a schedule. I knew nothing. I was a stylist. I wasn't an assistant manager. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that I was only with the company for a year and a half. I didn't think that that interview would actually result in me getting the job but I was like well you know what you know I think this would be a really good experience like my first professional job interview I think it I think it'd be a really good experience Mm -hmm. but I sat there and I'm like okay well why am I going to this interview like do I really want to be a manager because they encouraged me you know it wasn't something that I wanted to do I thought I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I thought okay if I so if I did want to be a manager why would I want to be a manager and I sat there and I thought about it I was like you know what I I think I would want to be a manager because I want to give everyone the experience to work for a really, really good place Mm -hmm. and to be happy working and to enjoy what they do. And I want to, that was exactly what I was going to say. I want to influence them to want to be better and to do better. And I look back and I reflect on the past two years and it makes me so happy that I know that I have been able to do that. Yeah. And you've done it. You've done it so well that you couldn't help but win all those awards, and uh, hop your way onto stage. And so, uh, what I want to do right now, I've got a list of ten questions that I'm going to ask you in just a second. And those are just for fun. But I want to I want to um, ask you two rounds of questions. And the first, let's see, uh, let's go to let's go to this one first. Uh, what do you know now? being a grizzled veteran of two years as a manager, but having one manager of the year and all that kind of stuff. What do you know now that you wish you would have known when you took the store and when you opened the store and like looking back, you go, Oh, 
if I had known this sooner, I could have even gotten there faster or anything like that. What, what, what's uh, something that you look back going, this would have been cool to know. And the reason I'm asking, just to give you time to think a little bit more about it, uh, is because other managers out there are going to be in your shoes getting ready to open a store or moving to a location or becoming a manager for their first time. And if they had known this hitting the ground running, maybe it would make their lives easier. So what, what, what would you say to I would say I wish that I knew that just because you are the manager or you are the boss, you don't have to change the way that you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into this position and think, this is how I'm going to be as a manager. This is, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be. You don't have to be a different person. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out how you are as a person okay. and your good qualities as a person and you need to use those for whatever goals you want to accomplish with that team and that store you don't have to play a i'm the boss now so i have to be just this authoritative person because if not no one's going to listen to me you need to just mm -hmm. figure out what your goal is and you need to be who you are just be who oh, you are that. yeah be who you are and care about your people and you will be successful mm -hmm. as a manager. Mm -hmm. If you are authentic and you genuinely care about your people, it doesn't matter what you don't know because you will figure it out. Right. But you have to be in it for the right reason. You have to be in it for the right reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of how to rephrase that, but there's just no other way to put it. You know, If you're in it for the money, if you're in it, that's fine, but you also have to be in it for the good of your people yeah. and the good of your team. Yeah, I, one thing I know about stylists, they can spot fake, you know, and it, whether it's hair color or, you know, whatever, uh, but they can, they can spot if the manager is fake and the team, team members will not respond well if they feel like someone's in it, like you said, just for the money or just it's a job. You're, you guys are stylists. You guys are amazing. You could go get a job anywhere, but why would you want to work at Sport Clips? And specifically, why would somebody want to work at your Sport Clips location? And you, as I walked in there yesterday, no, I'm sorry, as I hopped in there yesterday, <laughs> uh, I could tell your store loves you. They love working with you and for you. You created just an amazing culture there. I see it on social media, but actually to get to see it in person was, was a treat for me. So, okay, I love that lesson. Be you. Don't go changing for your store. Incorporate who you are into how you lead. And, and that is something that you've represented well. Uh, my next question, and this could be, you can answer this as, as, as many times with as many uh, options as you want, but who have been some of your biggest, um, I don't want to say cheerleaders, who have, who's influenced you the most over these last couple of years or maybe your entire Sport Clips career? Who do you really owe your... I know you've been great at deflecting your success, but who would you want to make sure that you recognize uh, who's made the biggest impact on your career here? So that for me is such an easy answer, um, but there is more than one. Yeah, I, that's what I figured. But um, so Tessa Lee, okay. she is uh, my operations manager, and she is absolutely amazing. Did I see her at more than one store yesterday? You did. Or I, okay. I, <laughs> she's, I, I, yeah, she's, she's a workhorse. Yeah, she was at two, three, four locations yesterday. Her. Um, so when we first 
opened my store, like I said, we automatically clicked and we had the same vision. And having that same vision has motivated me to keep going. And being mm-hmm. a manager, it's so easy to be you know, excited that first month or that first right. year. But to keep that excitement, that is what matters. And having someone that's there to push you and to keep you consistent, I feel has a lot to do with it. But Tessa, she had the same vision. She had the same mm-hmm. goal. We both lead by example, which I think is extremely important. You can manage and you can lead in so many different ways, but don't ever ask people to do something that you're not going to do yourself. And that's something that I have stuck with since day one because she is that way and she motivates me to continue to lead by example and continue to encourage my team members to also lead by example. Mm -hmm. And she has helped me so much. I didn't even know that I would be even qualified to win all the awards that we have won. I knew that I wanted to have a really good team, but I had no idea. And Tessa in the past, she's been extremely successful in her sport clips past too. She Mm -hmm. actually is a manager of the year. She won manager of the year. I'm kicking myself (laughs) because I should have scheduled podcast time for her. So Tessa, (laughs) I'm I'm, going to say if you're listening, of course you're listening to Hilda May (laughs) or watching. You're going to, you're, I need to get you on the Hall of Fame podcast. So we will figure this out because, and, and she is a Hall of Famer as well. And like you said, you probably wouldn't be where you are today without her and her amazing story. So definitely. Um, just how genuine, how hardworking, and how caring she is about everyone. Mm-hmm. She, honestly, she doesn't do anything for attention or for anything that has to do with anything other than wanting to help people. And she has helped me so much. Last year at the huddle, I told her... um, Which was your first huddle? um, Was that your first huddle? Actually, the Roberts are really awesome. So I got to go and my store wasn't even open. Wow. Yeah. So this was actually my third third. huddle. So my second huddle in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. um, I right after the award ceremony, I told Tessa and I was like, Tessa, like, I really want this. You know, I want to win the Rising Star Award. I want to get manager of the year. You know, like, what do I need to do? And she was like, you're already awesome. We just need to figure out, you know, what we need to all do together to get you there. And to be honest, I, we, you know, we stuck with wanting to win the Rising Star, but I had no idea, no idea that I would actually win manager of the year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to at, you know, at that huddle because you're so pumped. You're like, that's so cool. Like, I want to win stuff too. But she pushed me and I know that she had a lot to do with me winning manager of the mm-hmm. year too. Um and yeah, she's just awesome. Yeah. And I just, I reflect now and I think everything that I said that I wanted and that I wanted to win, I didn't think that I would, but I did. Yeah. And it, she was in your corner. Yeah. And she you, was in my corner yeah. every, yeah, every single step of the way. Anytime that I had any issues, any conflicts, anything that I need help with, she has never not answered her phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's awesome. And she's my, she's my biggest cheerleader. She's amazing. And, um, she does that not with me, with everyone. She gives everyone the same layout to be successful, but it's up to you to take it. And it's up to you to do the right thing. And it's up to you to want to be successful. And that's what a team does. Yeah. So what, uh, any other group of people maybe that, uh, so yeah. Um, the Roberts, Okay. I mean, the Roberts are, so Dan and Angie Roberts are the team leaders. They have eight, eight, nine stores, eight, and they're working on the ninth. Yep. That's supposed to open this summer. So they were the ones that encouraged me to apply to be a manager. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be a manager. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I had no idea I even wanted what, to be What a makes manager. it so great to, uh, to work for them, to manage for them? What, what makes them so special? So what makes them special, and they'll always say this, is that they don't only want the clients to have a championship experience. They always say that they want their employees to have a championship workplace experience. Mm -hmm. And they care about everyone, all of their managers. They would be able to tell you all of their team members' names, and they have about 100. And they know every single one of them. They are, yeah, they treat you like family, and they're just amazing. They support you every step of the way, too. And they're, they're in your corner, too. They, I mean, I read the nomination that they made for me mm-hmm. and I was like <laughs> I was like bawling uh-huh. <laughs> and it was because a lot of the things that I do I don't do them for any sort of recognition or for people to see but to see that everything it was a really long nomination yeah but to see that they notice and they see everything that I do every day for my team and for my girls and they that they notice it even with how busy their lives are and with everything else that they have going on it just shows that they truly care so much about their managers mm-hmm. and that's why i love working for them they are just they are the most genuine and the most humble bosses i have ever worked mm-hmm. for and they they're so encouraging they're encouraging I, and motivating i i loved i love when you won because i rem- it made me remember oh back in january i think it was january Angie emailed me saying, oh my gosh, we got to get a nomination in for Hilda May. And uh, what, what's the process? What do we do? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. That's not my side of things. So I said, I think you need to contact this person. And then I didn't hear anything more. I, she might have said thank you or whatever. But so when they, I was like, they figured it out. They realized, they, 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 they traced it down on how to get the nomination in. Uh, and uh, again, you were so deserving. And... Of course, my parents, mm-hmm. my family, my dad, he's um, he's also the hardest person, the hardest working person that I know, and he's always said, "I want you to be better than me. I want mm-hmm. you to take advantage of all of the opportunities that you're going to be given, mm-hmm. and I want you to take advantage of them." Yeah. And you know, that's where I get my work ethic from. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not easy to have a good work ethic. You know, it's not easy to have a strong work ethic. And again, it's not easy to always do the right thing. But with how I was raised, it is easy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for it's me. It's in DNA. It, it's yeah. in my DNA. And it's, you know, it's because of my dad and my mom. I always say I get my my sweetness and my good work ethic from my dad. And I get my character and my sassiness from my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my nice. grandma, too. I mean, my family, they support me so much. And, I mean, I'm their only child, and they they were okay with me moving to Nebraska and with me moving away from them because they knew how happy I was and how much I love my husband. And now, even if now that my husband already um, finished his six years in the Air Force mm-hmm. and we could be moving back to Dallas and they would love for me to be back in Dallas, but because they see how successful I have been in my career and how happy I am where I am, they're okay with mm-hmm. me not living what, close to them. What, what, what do you call your mom and dad? I call them mom and dad. Oh, uh, it's not mommy and yeah, poppy? Yeah, I call you know, my mama and okay. yeah, poppy actually. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling uh, mama and poppy, uh, <laughs> Omaha's awesome. Uh, whether you're watching or listening to this, I, I highly recommend you just check out homes in the area because at some point, maybe 
Hilda May and Man. Does he go by Manny or Manuel? Manuel. Manuel. Uh, maybe they'll convince you guys to come up here and be closer to, to your baby girl. So <laughs> that's my shout out to your parents. All right. So here are the 10 bonus questions that I got for you. And by the way, I saw the Roberts because uh, we're going to be recording their podcast. They're like hovering around out there like vultures just waiting to come into the <laughs> podcast booth. Um, but that's all right. You got first dibs. You actually, you're going to work today, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if you'll be cutting any kangaroo hair today. Uh, ten questions for you. Uh, and these are random, off the, to- off the wall. It won't make any sense, but we're going to go for it. Ready? Number one, which superpower would you most like to have? I have always wanted to be able to teleport. Oh, okay. It would make it a lot easier. Yeah, for commuting. Mm-hmm. To meet, you know, to mm-hmm. get be to able, see ma- yeah. mama and poppy. It'd be so much easier yeah. and so much less expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what's your personal motto? I might sound corny, but I would say always reach for the stars. No matter how hard that goal seems, just reach for it mm-hmm. and try your best to do it. So reach for the stars. Yeah, you're, you're, you're walking that out for sure. Other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? Anywhere with a beach. Okay. You missed that about Cuba, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Omaha I couldn't live be in further. Cuba again. <laughs> I would love to visit, though. <laughs> the Florida Keys, maybe. They got beaches there. Uh, who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? I would say Ellen. I think that she's Ellen. super yeah. inspirational we gotta and inspiring. We got to get Ellen because it's such a... Uh, that's who I get, have so many people say they want to meet. So we're going to... I don't know what we... We got to have a sport clips day out. at Ellen. In her studio. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? For sure, oh my gosh. Okay, wait, is it for sure and oh my gosh or oh my gosh? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, oh my gosh. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of waves. Okay, that's why you want to live near a beach. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? I would say glass shattering. I okay. don't like to hear mm-hmm. glass shattering. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a restaurant yes. and they break the plates or the glass. Okay. What profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? And you're getting a college degree in communication. And I think you had some marketing experience in your background and oh, insurance agent or whatever you were doing. So what, what <laughs> profession would that have been? So ever since I was younger, I've always wanted to have my own talk show. Okay. So I would say that that well, that, that communication degree <laughs> might come in handy. Um, but actually, since I've gotten to talk to you more, I mm-hmm. think your job is pretty darn cool. Uh, okay. So watch it, watch it, lady. Back <laughs> I know off. you're all about job all right? security, okay. but I just love how m- I love your passion for culture, and I love how much you love your job. So. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank out, you. Yeah. Chad. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can create more opportunities uh, <laughs> around here. What do you consider? your greatest achievement i would say my store just being able Mm -hmm. to actually make the vision that i had for my team and my girls happen and just actually being able to influence them and to see where they are now versus where they started and seeing that i actually have made a difference and that that they are all successful because of our team shout out to ia601 council bluffs that's right uh if heaven last question if heaven indeed exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates i don't know what i would hear him say but 
I would say thank you to him. Just mm -hmm. thank you for giving me such a great life. I don't know what the future has in store for me, but I know that with how young I am and everything that I've done and accomplished and all the opportunities I've been given, I'm just so grateful for them. I just want to mm -hmm. say thank you. Wow. Well, that's that's a, uh, an answer to that question I've never heard before. So, hey, <laughs> and you're unlike anyone I've met before. You are... Uh, you know, maybe kangaroo shouldn't be your spirit animal. Maybe a unicorn should be because you, you are a, a rare blend of talent and uh, passion and luck. No, just no, no luck involved other than getting to America. Uh, but uh, super proud of you and your store. My gosh, what, what a great group of gals. Even one of them brought her daughter in because she was bring your daughter to work day, I guess. But uh, just an amazing team. Obviously, your team leaders are amazing as well, but uh, super proud of you. I know, especially you're getting get your degree in December. The sky is the limit for you, especially here at Sport Clips. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what the future holds, but I know it's a good future for you. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, tune in next week for another great episode. Thanks so much. <laughs>